Up next is a daily devotional by Pastor Tim Dotson, pastor of JF Believers Church in Menominee, Wisconsin. Subscribe to our podcast by visiting burningdogradio.com and clicking on subscribe. Thanks for listening to Burning Dog Radio. Matthew chapter 23. Verse 23 says, Woe to you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites! For you tithe mint, dill, and cumin, and have left undone the weightier matters of the law, justice, mercy, and faith. But you ought to have done these things and not to have left the others undone. Again, we see herein the focus on the minor, ignoring the major. Let us remember that this is Jesus speaking in this verse, which can be somewhat uncomfortable when we also note that Jesus is scolding these would-be leaders for ignoring the law. We know that throughout Paul's letters, he emphatically declares that due to the cross of Christ, we have been freed from the law. So how do we rectify this passage? We must remember that Jesus never abolished the law. Rather, he fulfilled it. It is not so much that the law has ceased, but rather we have fulfilled the law by receiving the work of the cross, by receiving the fulfillment of the law in our receiving of Jesus Christ as Savior and Lord. Paul clearly tells us that the law continues to do what it was designed to do, and that is to expose our total inability in ourselves to stand righteous before God by our own doing. The spirit of the law is thus lived out in our lives as he lives out in us. Therefore, we cannot ignore the fact that God actually expects something of us, a life committed to the righteousness that he himself in us has empowered us to live. Contrary to beliefs of some, Jesus did not redeem us so that we might continue to live as we did before. While the issue of tithing certainly is an important one, Jesus was not letting them off on partial living. Jesus did indeed and does indeed have expectations of those who call him Lord, which he has clearly expressed even in the past few chapters. It is ours to seek out in his word what those things are and live them out. It does little good to raise our hands in praise to a God whom we refuse to obey in matters of service and holiness. Verse 24 says, You blind guides, who strain out a gnat and swallow a camel. Now Jesus is going on speaking in harsh terms here. He calls these individuals blind guides, being lost in the scriptural nuances that befit their own personal brand of religion. They ignore the remainder of the word and its corporate instruction. But you see, the Bible is a package deal. Both the gnat and the camel were considered unclean animals for the Jew. Jesus uses this overt metaphor, a hyperbole, as an example of being blindly focused on one issue, while losing track of all the others, losing track of the whole. Verse 25 says, Woe to you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites! For you clean the outside of the cup and of the platter, but... Within, they are full of extortion and unrighteousness. You blind Pharisee, first clean the inside of the cup and of the platter that is outside may become clean also. 
Now these individuals were obsessed with outward appearances while inside they failed to follow suit. After all, it's easy to go through outward religious motions, but what does it mean? Am I willing to let God have all of me, inside and out? How can we try to appear as believers while being yet consumed with ourselves to the point of robbing others of their path to God and His Word? Jesus calls for them to begin with the inside of the cup. Jesus is calling them to be clean throughout, inside and out. Verse 27 says, Woe to you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites! For you are like whitened tombs which outwardly appear beautiful, but inwardly are full of dead men's bones and all of uncleanness. Even so you also outwardly appear righteous to men, but inwardly you are full of hypocrisy and iniquity. Jesus continues with his scathing rebuke. You see, tombs in the day of Christ were never to be stepped upon or touched. And if that happened to occur, you would be rendered, ceremonially anyway, unclean and could take part in none of the temple activities for quite some time. For appearances, these tombs were painted up, nice, white, noticeable. But that never changed the fact of what was inside, for inside was death. What looked good outwardly was in fact vastly different inside. Verse 29 says, Woe to you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites! For you build the tombs of the prophets and decorate the tombs of the righteous. And say, if we had lived in the days of our fathers, we, we wouldn't have been partakers with them in the blood of the prophets. Therefore you testify to yourself that you are children of those who killed the prophets. Fill up then the measure of your fathers. These self-righteous men would go so far in their hypocrisy that they would actually build and decorate ornate tombs for the prophets and the righteous forefathers that went before them, while being the sons of, and in blood and in spirit, by the way, those who actually murdered those same prophets and righteous individuals. They want to believe that they would never be like their forefathers, yet they would soon step forward and kill the Messiah after persecuting and beating him. They would do the same to the apostles in the months and the years which would follow. Verse 33 says, You serpents, you offspring of vipers, how will you escape the judgment of Gehenna? Why would Jesus say such heavy things as this? Where is our Jesus meek and mild? Well, whether we can accept it or not, Jesus said these things because he loved them. They were so far from the truth and needed to be warned in order to reach them in the depths of their rebellion. Love real love, must be righteous and holy love. Love built upon tolerance to sin, it's not godly love. Love will not stand back and watch people go to hell for the sake of protecting fragile emotions and delicate religious protocols. Verse 34, Therefore, behold, I send you prophets, wise men and scribes. Some of them you kill and crucify. Some of them you will scourge in your synagogues and persecute from city to city, that on you may come all the righteous blood shed on the earth, from the blood of the righteous Abel to the blood of Zechariah, 
whom you killed between the sanctuary and the altar. Most certainly, I tell you, all these things will come upon this generation. Our religious hypocrites today may be apt to quickly echo the words of these men, claiming they would never be guilty of such treatment of the modern Christian teachers and leadership. Yet the very teachers and leaders that they used to praise and support spoke against their private pet sins and fleshly ones condemning them. Verse 37, Jerusalem, Jerusalem, who kills the prophets and stones those who sent to her. How often I would have gathered your children together, even as a hen gathers her chicks under her wings, and you would not. Jesus wanted things to be different. He again expresses his love, but acknowledges the pain that he suffers because of their sin and rebellion. Luke's account of this event tells us that Jesus wept over the issue. And no doubt many men of God have joined Christ throughout the ages as they have tasted just a bit of such rebellion and hatred in their own church circles. 38 tells us, Behold, your house is left to you desolate. I have watched those today who stand in the same place, having backed themselves into a place of desolation. Family and friends, long-time brothers and sisters all get pushed away from their lives and away from their self-righteous religious box into which they have exiled themselves. In the end, they are left desolate, empty, lonely, and humbled. Another wasted life at one's own hands, slow and deliberate spiritual suicide. Verse 39 says, For I tell you, you will not see me from now on until you say, Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. For such individuals, God will vacate the new temple, quote unquote, which is the heart of man. And he will do so until we come to the realization of our awful sin of pride, arrogance, and presumption. We will be left desolate and alone. In his very love for us, He will withdraw from us his presence. That was our daily devotions by Pastor Tim Dotson. For more information about Pastor Tim and JF Believers Church, visit jfbelievers.com.